0: And where is your house? You in Vegas now, or are you in Georgia?
1: I'm in Georgia, Smyrna. I live by the uh, Brave Stadium.
0: They have a Smyrna S- Smyrna in uh, in Florida, not the same place.
1: No, there's also a Smyrna, Tennessee.
0: Oh, right on. Have you you've been to all these places?
1: Uh, no, just Smyrna, Georgia. I just know of the.
0: Okay, stupid questions don't matter. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> just I was gonna try and you know get your idea of all of them i know there's good good surfing in smyrna beach but you might get bit by a shark oh. what are the dangers in georgia smyrna
1: uh you might get karen to death
0: <laughs> is that because you're out there did you turn into a karen
1: no i, I are you fighting not- the karens you know the karens don't generally come towards me <laughs> i think that I've developed a not welcome look over the last 40 years that I'm not the one that they come to.
0: <laughs> I've I found my my tattoo helps me with that. You know, I don't get as many approaches from people I don't, that they, they know not to talk to me if they don't think it's, you know, if they don't think they should. <laughs> they're like, oh, that guy, I shouldn't talk to him. And they're usually right. You find the same.
1: Yes. It took me getting the size of my head tattooed before I reached that point. Because
0: until then,
1: yeah, up until then, I think I still presented as the girl next door. So people felt real comfortable coming up and touching me to look at my tattoos and ask me all sorts of weird questions. But since I got my head tattooed last September. uh, No more
0: unwanted touching. You don't think it's uh, the woke movement or nothing that's really taken over. No. Maybe people are finally figuring it out I had a, a shriner, God bless him Come up to my wife, lick his thumb And act like he was trying to wipe off Her tattoo
1: <laughs> I had somebody for real do that To me when I first got the sacred heart On my left arm like Oh and it was a lifted. fresh tattoo too It was like a, It was like two days old And he oh. walked up to me Licked his finger and wiped it And was like oh I didn't think that was real And I spit on him and he called me a bitch. And I said, you literally just spit on an open wound on me. Like, right. I, I don't even know what the fuck to say to you right now.
0: <laughs> how, how old was the gentleman? I call him gentleman. How old was this fool?
1: He was probably in his mid to late 40s. And I was maybe 20, 21.
0: Okay. This is some time ago, too. I, I think there, there was this culture. I think I think maybe we're waking up. I don't know if it's just your head being tattooed. I think people are men especially are finally getting around to the idea of like other people <laughs> or the golden rule whatever You're it might be. Like people. don't spit on me and I won't spit on you, fair trade. Right. <laughs> but uh, un- have you that's kind of one of the questions i wanted to ask you you're in this industry you've been in this industry tattooing for a long time you've been a tattoo model an entrepreneur and businesswoman uh you've helped run villain arts and make that a successful show you're you're uh, you're now learning to tattoo if i'm not mistaken
1: i did my first tattoos this weekend on people
0: congrats congrats and how'd they turn out how do you feel
1: Uh, I felt much better about the second one than I did the first, but I did win Stensylvania for Oklahoma City.
0: The much-coveted Stensylvania Award?
1: The much-coveted Stensylvania Award. My very first Mm. tattoo ever won the most coveted of all awards at the Villain Arts Tattoo Convention. It
0: it is. It's also the least known. It is. The The most exclusive.
1: You can't enter it. You have to be entered.
0: Ah, I didn't understand that. I thought, right on. What if you just stand in line and and bring your design, just bring your design and just bring your, you just keep throwing it through until they're like, is this, they take the hint?
1: there are some rules to that award. The stencil, the printer boy gang has to run the stencil. The tattoo has to have cost some money. There has to have been an exchange. It can't be like your apprentice gets them weird tattoo,
0: Just so you can win the much-coveted Stensylvania Award.
1: Right. Like, there has to be has to be done at the convention. Right. But it does not have to be like a Tattoo of the Day quality tattoo. They're looking for the best party tattoo of the weekend.
0: Which you have. What'd you have as your tattoo that won Uh, Stensylvania?
1: The Stensylvania S.
0: (laughs) It, which is a Slipknot S. Did you do it in purple?
1: No, I did it in black, but <laughs> isn't it
0: isn't a Slipknot a S? Am I wrong?
1: I don't know. I, I'm i not really familiar with Slipknot. You know, I listen to trap music,
0: right? Yes, I do know this. I don't really know what trap music is.
1: Uh, it's a subset of Southern hip hop that deals primarily with drug dealing.
0: <laughs> oh, right on. <laughs> So uh, are you a fan of drug dealing then? Is that is that why the music appeals to you? Or is there something else in the music?
1: I I actually really like a whole bunch of different kinds of music. I just really like to dance and trap music always has a really good beat. There are some songs that I identify with, but as being a White girl who grew up in the suburbs of Georgia. I don't have much experience drug dealing myself, but okay, I, I, uh, and we live in a time where you can go to dispensaries, so it's a little different now. But I do definitely know some people who got hemmed up on drug charges. In listen,
0: you with the lingo and all too, eh? (laughs) You getting hemmed up? You're gonna be locked Uh, down for a bit there.
1: Did a little stint up top.
0: Yeah, gonna go see my Mellows, huh? Um, uh, this this is a yeah. I didn't I didn't know where uh the love of trap. I don't know if I understand trap music. I don't know if I've heard it. Someone told me I was listening to trap music uh last weekend, and it was very annoying. That's what I know. But that being said, people who show up with loudspeakers and then like point it like they put it back where the artists are so now i have to hear it and and then they play it on a million and then they go up and they talk with their client at the front of the table (laughs) you're like why ain't you back here where i gotta be (laughs) oh is it loud Mm.
1: I, i feel like you and i are in the same age bracket but i don't think that The younger generation has a real consciousness of how their sounds affect the other people around them. For example, I notice a lot of people walking around with FaceTime calls in public areas or like checking out at the grocery store on their phone with a FaceTime call, which I find to be extremely rude. If I was somebody checking somebody out I would just be like, I'm not gonna help you until so you you put your phone down. Like you can bet
0: you would win, Samanda.
1: <laughs> but I know
0: that you would. But but then you get fired from Walmart immediately.
1: <laughs> but I, I'm not the friendly greeter at Walmart. That, that, no. that that's you've not had to idea.
0: tailor your career in a in, in a different fashion as as well, per possibly your attitude.
1: Um actually I kind of fell into this industry uh because Mr. Villanarts himself was a good friend of mine and when I moved to Philadelphia, I had a really hard time finding a job. Where would you uh, come from?
0: Were you in Milwaukee with Mr. Villanarts who I'm guessing is Troy Temple, right?
1: Troy Temple. Yeah, uh no, I'm I'm from Georgia. Like I I I grew here. But uh I moved to Philadelphia. Um quite a few years ago, 14 years ago, I believe. And uh, I lived there for two years because they're too aggressive in Philly. It was not my cup of tea at all. But I had Philly's pick-
0: a unique town. It's it's got a flavor, right? Or an energy or something.
1: Yeah, um, so I'm from the South, so I'm really well versed in people being racist. But Philadelphia was my first time experiencing being told that I was the wrong kind of white for a neighborhood because my italian the italian neighborhood is in south philly and i lived in fishtown and that's kind of was at the time an irish working class neighborhood and they definitely called me a WOP and told me that i belonged in south philly with the rest of the wops
0: <laughs> white anglo protestant is that what wop stands for
1: WAP is without papers. It was a term used. Oh,
0: okay. Right on. Uh,
1: it it refers to coming through Ellis Island. Uh, it, right. It, wow. It's a, be a derogatory term, but most people don't know what it is, and they think WAP refers to the Cardi B song and not Yeah,
0: which you, <laughs> you could almost take and be like, well, well, one, you don't know, motherfucker, and you're never going to learn talking to me like that, but um wow i i know i i didn't notice the racism in philly so much as i just noticed the overall general angst (laughs) so the the racism must just be a a, a, you know once you really get into the soup
1: i tell people that it's fun to visit philly for a few days but it sucks to live there
0: right i can imagine it's it's a rough spot and somehow Troy loves it am I wrong
1: he loves it he does but (laughs) he's not there all the time right and I feel like his experience I feel like if I would have moved to Philly in my early 20s I maybe would have been able to give it a fair shot but moving to Philly at almost 30 and being from the south and being used to people holding doors and saying please and thank you. And then getting the roughness of Philly, it just. it <laughs> Not was a lot not. of
0: please and thank you on those yeah. Philly cheesesteaks.
1: Oh, no. They'll skip you if you say the wrong, if you order wrong at Gino's.
0: <laughs> I, they like, I feel like when I cross the street and traffic is coming, I've got the right of way. I've got lights and all that. And I hear engines revving as though they know they're going to have to stop. They're just excited to try and make you run faster. Or, you yes. Know,
1: yes. <laughs>
0: a general angst. Yes. Um, I know that Troy loves Philly because when I, when we talk about, are you are familiar with the Canadian hitchhiking robot? Yes. The one that got
1: <laughs> destroyed in Philadelphia.
0: Troy lights up every time that story comes up of any way. I didn't he make a t-shirt that was like a hitchhiking robot all beat up uh
1: at one point yes I believe he did <laughs> I'll be real uh, honest 13 years of t-shirt designs all kind of run together
0: <laughs> okay right so you were working with with Troy right from the get-go at the, um, at the well, ground up of villain arts or not
1: he had like five shows already when I started working for him, but they weren't like as big. Philadelphia was in a hotel still. Okay. Yep. Um, and Chicago was inside a hotel. Chicago was in a hotel until I was, I gave birth to Philomena. So Chicago was in a hotel nine years ago. <laughs> and then grown so like the second largest, one of his shows. And it actually has the potential to be bigger than Philadelphia because it's easier to get licensed in Chicago than it is to get licensed in Philly.
0: Okay. I know that a uh, health department does give us a hell of a time. I had I had to walk away at one point, and just let Candy deal with it. I think uh, that- the lady was explaining that it was my job to make sure that the office did their job. Okay. <laughs> Something like that. And I was like, oh, man.
1: The health department in Oklahoma City was kind of a disaster, this this go-around. Um, from what I understand, they had, like, 60 booths canceled because the health department was denying people for various reasons. 60. Uh, from, you got your check and every other piece of paperwork in your file, but we're missing this one thing, so we're going to deny you. Or, we didn't have the manpower to process your license in time, so... You're you're not gonna get to tattoo. It was it was kind of a problem this weekend. Wow! But Oklahoma, oh my gosh, Oklahoma. Were was people elastic.
0: showing up and getting turned
1: away? Yeah, Oklahoma was the last. tattooing. It's only been legal there for 17 years, so it's right. it's their laws weren't really made by people who understood <laughs> tattooing and is more made by people who are trying to monopolize on an industry that they don't really have any business monopolizing on. Right. have no idea what they're talking about.
0: And they the do- easiest thing to do at first for more bureaucracies is to say no until people throw enough money at it to make it say yes. Right. So no, you don't get to tattoo in Oklahoma. That's why we don't do Oklahoma generally because candy isn't allowed to do uh, cosmetics. Yeah. Have some special like. Oh no, it's on the face. It's uh,
1: not just cosmetic tattoos; it's all face tattoo. It's everything within the hairline um, on the face, like the whole. Pr- I lived in Oklahoma for five years, so I'm. I uh, they uh, are very specific. There has to be a doctor on staff because they consider it micropigmentation, which technically I mean all- it
0: is right. Yeah, but, but
1: but technically all tattoos are micropigmentation. Yes. So it's not different- <laughs> face but uh yeah it had there has to be a doctor present and on staff so it's weird there
0: that is an interesting uh, so um, they must operate it it must slow down all the permanent cosmetic businesses in the area terror well
1: they all work at spas they all work at med spas
0: but is there a doctor generally on staff at a med spa then
1: yeah like a plastic surgeon
0: Okay, right on. So just make sure that doctors are making money.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, good. (laughs) At least there's that, you know, they've got hefty bills to pay back. (laughs) So I get that. (laughs) But screw them still Oklahoma uh, health department half the time sucks because they don't. Now I'm just gonna bitch, but I'm gonna bitch. Um, but they they don't offer they offer a theater of security. They do little to no enforcement except against the actual people attempting to do things legitimately. Right, and, and then they're just a nuisance throughout the rest of it. I can't tell that I, I'm sure there's plenty across the country that have an idea what the hell's going on. But I know you've seen it and I've seen it where the health department comes into the show and they're just figuring it out. They have no idea. They're like, this is the first year, and so we're just here and you tell us what.
1: Uh the first year that Troy drew uh, through the New Orleans show, the health department wanted us to put buckets of bleach water in every booth so that the tattooers could dip huh. their in it after each tattoo. Their hand in like,
0: it or their what?
1: Yes, that like legitimately, you can ask Troy this because I looked at the lady and I was like, "What exactly are you trying to kill with watered down bleach?" Because hepatitis isn't going to be killed by that, and that's the number one thing that we're worried about. But also, if they're wearing gloves, why would they dip their hand into a caustic a caustic solution after the fact? That doesn't it make. Or- it-
0: it's like just, the best
1: I'll give you is hand sanitizer on everybody's booth. That's the best you'll get from me.
0: <laughs> and how about we we just wash our hands like civilized human beings? When you take off your gloves, you go and you wash your hands. Right. That's yeah. that's typical universal precautions, right? And you, we there's hand sinks available
1: in there in the
0: aisles.
1: For that very reason, you could literally use a little bit of hand sanitizer so that when you touch the knob on the sink, it doesn't get contaminated and then wash your hands properly and it would be better than sticking them in bleach water but it was the troy and i That's thought it's interesting were, we really did we thought they were joking
0: <laughs> i remember uh, one in i think it was kansas city explained to us that w- they wanted rubbing alcohol uh, so that we, and we were like, well, wh- what's that for? Cause we have different topical cleansers we generally use, but oftentimes if they'd require us to have a topical, we just use hand sanitizer. And right. so we had hand sanitizer and it was a high, I think it was like 70%. And she says 70% is bright, but it can't be hand sanitizer. And I was like, well, why couldn't it be hand sanitizer? She's cause hand sanitizer is for your hands. <laughs> like, right. What if I'm doing a leg? Do I need special leg sanitizer then, too, possibly? I, I was amazed, um, but we all had to get rubbing alcohol then, liquid rubbing alcohol. Oh, well. We were all safe that weekend. And nobody died, thank uh-huh. God, to the health department. Nobody got any transmittable diseases from us, at least. It's Kansas City, so it's probably some kind of that. When, when you started originally, I thought that you had started as a model tattooing and then you got working with, with Troy through that connection. That's not true?
1: Uh, that's not how I linked up with Troy. Troy was friends with my ex-husband. That's how I met Troy. Troy was okay. actually in my wedding. Um,
0: and you were doing tattoo modeling?
1: I was doing tattoo At that
0: time too then? Or or no?
1: Yes. Yes. I actually, the very first time I was in a tattoo magazine, it put a really bad taste in my mouth and I didn't want to do it again for a little while. The person who interviewed me made me sound like an absolute idiot in the article that they wrote and I was just really unhappy with it. They... I'm sure you know, but I have another back piece under what you can see now. I had it lasered like five times because when I first started getting tattooed, I was in college and then graduate school and I had, for lack of a better word, 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Um, On your back piece. On my back. I had like five pinups. I had some lettering by Gil Monty. I had a sacred heart. I had some pistols some leopard print, you know, just all of the tattoos were on my back because I was working on my master's degree and I wasn't sure that I would have a job that I could have visible tattoos. So did you get your master's? Yeah. I I didn't
0: know you had a college degree on it. So I apologize for not, but you've never put on hair. Maybe that's a good sign. You've never been around me putting on hair. It's like, well, maybe it's the degree, Kyle, but I don't think I would do that.
1: (laughs) I have two bachelor's degrees and a master's degree.
0: Good Lord, congrats. Thanks. I uh, I,
1: have, yeah. I was a social worker in a previous life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So you've had a long history of being in the tattoo industry, but it, it's, I thought you didn't start out as a child uh, in, in this, then you actually were doing what, counseling?
1: Uh, So, I started to get tattooed when I was 18, Um, and yeah, I got my degree to be a clinical social worker, like, in a prison.
0: Oh, God. That doesn't Uh, suit you, it seems. Am I wrong?
1: You know, being a social worker and dealing with small children doesn't suit me, because... Just, I did my internship with the Department of Family and Children's Services and there's your hands are just so tied and there's so little you can do and that, and, and
0: watch people being abused basically right,
1: right. My mom, some kid tells me mommy kicked me down the stairs that's why my arm is broken I'm like somebody needs to what mommy's ass why Why would your mother <laughs> do you No, know, like that and that is frowned upon in the work um, but being a drug counselor was not, was not as shitty as working, dealing
0: with family stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: I can imagine. Cause at least there, you're hopefully working with people that either want to get your help or if they don't, you're like, Oh, well, fuck you, you waste case. We'll see you next time when you're, when you make it back into here. Right.
1: Right. So I also found like people who really want help don't lie to you, but parents who are trying to protect another parent or protect themselves they'll have everybody and their mother lie to you look you right in the eye lie to your face
0: yeah i mean family right blood's thicker than water or something i don't know
1: i don't know <laughs> i don't know most of mine
0: <laughs> all, all of it's we, i know um but it, I, I already knew the story somewhat because I, you know as a tattoo artist we're half counselors anyway. So you already got your BA in it. So you're going to do really good. But, um, and and when we tattoo, I've, I've tattooed several people that had to change their line of work from working in child services because they couldn't uh, pretty much the same thing. They, they, they never really said he almost had to tie his own hands, not to beat people like, like to sit across from somebody that's explaining, legitimately and and downplaying the abuse that a child has suffered at their hands and he's a father himself he's like i had to switch
1: right that's especially now that i'm a mother because i wasn't a mother at the time but now i really couldn't my kids already think that i'm super strict and uh
0: the the drug or the trap music listening drug counseling strict mother. How does the trap music work in? I'm curious.
1: Um, Well, in Atlanta, you can't really go places without hearing it somewhat. it It's real popular here. So, OK, is,
2: kids-
0: is, it, is it a song? It seems to me my experience, my juvenile, my small experience is that it um, is a lot of repetition of the same phrases over and over and uh, over to, my, in my opinion, the overuse of the end.
1: There is no. quite a overuse of the N-word. I would absolutely agree with that. Um, I'm not a
0: big fan of filling the air with that word.
1: I am not either. Um, and it <laughs> makes it hard for you to explain to a child that it is not okay for them to say that if the music is completely laden with the word.
0: It's but, an interesting part of culture right now. The... Um, that there is that it's it can be popularized in our in our pop music and not participated in free free uh, freedom of speech is that it I mean not I'm not trying I'm always I guess I talked with with um Uriel about this somewhat because he he, he does music as well and occasionally he will use that word and I say well do I get to sing along you know and uh. I don't know. I don't like it, <laughs> but, but. I,
1: too, So I understand.
0: I think I understand why someone uses it too, because if I don't like it, maybe that's the effect they want. Really? You know, if that, Oh, that makes that white guy feel uncomfortable. Oh. To you. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Which I also get, but then also I'm like, Hey, when, when I, I don't know some reciprocity, So uh, a little bit, less of that in the music. I think I would like it more.
1: Yeah, I am actually really into this surge of female rappers. Um, I know a lot of people are really weirded. males talking about their sexuality. So like blatantly, but I look at it as very empowering for women in general, because we have been the subject of other people's music for so long, and not really so much our feelings, right. or just us as an object. And now the tables have kind of turned, and people like Cardi B and Lotto are are out there just telling you what exactly what they want, exactly what they need. just like a man would do, like in the 80s right in a
0: rap video or a rap in song.
1: Rap song the 80s and 90s but i do see that there's a whole lot of pushback on it and it it's weird to me because yeah as
0: long as politically we still get the right to to figure out if you can your your girls as long as we own your reproductive rights you go ahead and wrap about what you want
1: right <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm exactly. sorry the, the poli- do you feel that some of the pushback on on uh the the openness that women have found in their sexuality through and now is cardi b is that trap music i thought that was just rap
1: uh cardi b is not i wouldn't call her trap music but her husband offset his band amigos they are definitely okay trap music they are actually hail from the same part of georgia that i hail from uh, up in Gwinnett county um so they are very uh, cardi b actually splits her time between here and new york
0: do You have. think that the pushback that women, you believe that the political pushback of things like those reproductive rights that seem to be under fire right now for women and in uh, and Planned Parenthood, which is a cheap alternative. Uh, my mom thinks they only do abortions, but the health care services. Um, <laughs> do you think that there's a pushback because of or, or, or from that? Or are you talking about a different kind of pushback to that sexuality for women in, in the music?
1: Uh, a little of both. So I definitely think that conservatives have found a lot of trouble in women owning their sexuality. and I think that maybe this current attack on women's reproductive might have something to do with that. Uh
0: well if you guys own your own sexuality you'll you'll be expecting to nut next and that just, right. Exactly. that's right just taking it it's a lot of work i'm not we got a lot of learning we just figured I, out where that thing was i'm sorry to talk to you like that um but to to me it's uh it's it's humorous to watch i don't know it's not humorous cuz it's serious right but from a guy's standpoint i guess i get to to look at it And laugh because it's not as serious to me, but it's fucking retarded. Like, what? I I don't understand. I feel like we should be killing people now, like more abortions, you know, let the mom decide up to 25, 32, somewhere in there, you know, years. I'm talking, not trimesters, but 32 trimesters too. That's a start. If, if, think society would be a better place if your mom could take you into court at any time and make you face the death penalty.
1: Well, I just think that. The reality is that people try to say abortion is not natural, that it's not God's will. It's not the natural mm-hmm. way. If we really were to look in uh nature, they eat the they eat the weak, like you know, so like maybe <coughs> that's their way of weeding it out, you know, like
0: Okay. But God doesn't have dominion over them is what they, they or I'm 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 playing devil's advocate. There's this Jesus advocate. I'm playing Jesus advocate. God doesn't have dominion over the beasts in the wild.
1: How did he make, how do you claim that he is responsible for creating them and simultaneously say he doesn't have control over them?
0: I, 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 there's a lot that's funny. I, I can't. I have to stop at some point. This logic does kick in, doesn't it? At the one point where the guy doesn't make any mistakes, but did have to flood the world because of a mistake, you're like, I think, I think I got a problem with some of this text.
1: It was mass murderer. He like literally flooded the world.
0: <laughs> and the worst part about that, though, was all the pregnancies. <laughs> it was, it was all the unborn babies that died. You know while well, their mothers were struggling for air they suffocated inside the womb terrible abortion
1: you know what my biggest qualm with the anti-abortion movement is? it's mm-hmm. not, it's that they're like these are babies these are babies but nobody gives a shit about in vitro clinics disp- disposing of embryos that are viable if the family doesn't yeah. want them anymore it's the same
0: thing. <laughs> well, I I see that. I definitely agree. My biggest complaint I would like to add to that same my biggest complaint is that I recognize it, I believe, being used as a wedge tool to help one issue voters vote in people who then allow corporations to buy up political power and will. As long as they're doing this, what we imagine to be this good thing, how could they be the bad person? Because that other person wants to kill a little baby. Look, kill oh baby. little baby. That's a kid's little smile. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> That's my, my complaint is that it seems so divisive and not really what is possibly good for society as a whole because unwanted children, the, the person who has the best idea whether or not she's going to make a good mother is the mother, right? And then if these people are very pro-life, then I would expect them to find some place in their life for an adopted child. Right, you know, but I believe there are less than like four four hundred thousand adopted children. So it's like pro life without adopting. I'm not saying you're, and then at the same time, once you adopt, still I'm not saying you get to control everybody's vagina. Let's not have little Hitler's. Hitler's mom didn't want him. That's the whole reason she couldn't get an abortion. And eleven million Jews later, were in in the Holocaust. You know what I mean? Let her get the abortion. That's what I'm saying. If you could go back in time, would you allow Hitler's mom? That'd be my question. To really right. Right wing. Would you allow Hitler's mom to get an abortion?
1: Right. <laughs> well, you don't know the with the recent climate of things that there might be people that say they would be sad that <laughs> Hitler's mom had right.
0: It. Right, I didn't think about that too, but yes, there is a, a certain rise in white nationalism right now.
1: There is, yeah. There, they just arrested thirty-one white nationalists in Idaho who were going to. They were like, moving. Pride, whatever attack. they were
0: moving. They were just helping some friend, bunch of guys helping. They were. They didn't get to the furniture yet.
1: <laughs>
0: the plan was a long cross-state move. You take one U-Haul from the place because they're going to charge more. Uh, for, so so then you get the other u-hauls once you get there at the house
2: <laughs> they needed
0: those shields for slides down the stairs too they were going to build a chute for all the clothes they're really efficient moving too. um <laughs> yeah it's it's it seems i i don't it's funny isn't it that uh, people can consider themselves patriots but not stand uh, for what the country constitution is written as
1: right isn't you know hold to the constitution say that all men are created equal yes
0: Yes. and and that's (laughs) what we would hope right that and inside of that i i then i mean and, and that i guess is just the preamble. so i guess maybe we throw that away but i think benjamin franklin said it and he was a smart guy right he said if you have a diverse nation The only way to have strength is through unity. The only way to have strength is now. It's easy to have unity in non-diverse groups. You know, it's very easy. You all look the same, you pasty ass motherfuckers, or whatever color you are, right? But but with diversity, we needed tolerance. He says, without tolerance, you won't you won't be able to have strength against foreign friends. So there are these groups if they are intolerant of other Americans. Then I feel like they're really missing the patriotic call. I agree. Because you should be standing with these motherfuckers against any foreign adversary, or or training to be ready to one day the zombies are going to pop out, and we're going to have to be ready. And it's no time for wondering what color somebody's skin is when you're running away from a zombie.
1: That's a really good point, Kyle.
0: <laughs> I I like to keep that in mind. You know, the zombie apocalypse is going to happen. Art imitates life. Life imitates art. How many zombies movies we got to watch. COVID was a short step in the right direction, I think, for zombies. But yeah, it didn't have the full effect. It just made a bunch of people act like sheep, right?
1: Yeah, people went crazy over COVID. I, at the beginning, I was just like, why can't they teach like a nationwide cross-contamination class? And then maybe... Because well,
0: we- we're all stupid.
1: <laughs> get under control. Like, people watching people at the grocery store with gloves on was distracting
2: thing
1: that, was <laughs> so yes. to me that nobody but understands properly wear gloves
0: <laughs> it, it is amazing magic gloves is a real thing that's a syndrome I even I, I recently suffered from it and laughed at myself when I put on a pair of gloves and it wasn't for tattooing I think that's why it became so less to me you know Mm -hmm. But it was for some reason I didn't want to do something. And then I ended up like touching my face with the gloves. And I'm like, you're such an idiot, Kyle. You
2: know,
0: like I I I think I had grease trying to keep the grease from getting on my hands. And then I ended up wiping my brow. Genius. (laughs) But magic gloves, I see the guy making my chicken sandwich. He answers the cell phone. The manager brings it over to him. Like it's just an accepted practice. Hey, your mom's calling. Can't give you a ride home tonight oh shit can you let me talk to her hey mom yeah he's got his glove on <laughs> talking to her about whatever gets done and then like i'm thinking you know what kyle don't say anything. just shut up just shut up and he's taking the chicken that he's making my sandwich with out of the oven on the little thing and he can slide it off and it will just be on the thing and i'm thinking of course that's what he's gonna do and i'm gonna be lucky and i just gotta throw away the top bun <laughs> I'm really, I, I can't believe I actually put that much thought into it now that I look back, but I did. I was prepared to not say, but then he put his hand on the top of the chicken and slid it off and gave it like a little extra pat too. Like, hey, there you go. Now you're on, now you're on the sandwich bun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, dude, dude, man, you can't touch the chicken. So he, he held his gloves. He's like, I got gloves.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, I got gloves on it while their gross dirty gloves are thrown in the parking lot of whatever retailer they left instead of in a trash can
0: that was nasty too yeah i guess we didn't know how bad it was i didn't mind people taking it seriously um it there was it was hilarious to watch people trying to learn universal precautions in the course of a day or whatever uh but everything did get pretty stupid after that it became political at one point too it became politicized that you could tell who uh, voted what direction almost by by how much of a Karen or Kyle they were being at the store.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that, too. Uh, it got weird when, when Troy was throwing shows. Like, I, he had to reschedule Minnes- Minnesota twice last year because they wanted y'all to, like, tattoo through shower curtains or something of birds like
0: that. <laughs> right on.
1: One of the cities had a metal bar dividing each booth in half, even though okay. that wasn't six. The booths are 10 by 10. There's no way. Right. So block. now you got a
0: 10 by, by five.
1: Uh, yeah, two 10 by fives. But really, that metal bar isn't going to save anything, you know?
0: No, you're definitely going to have to put some plexiglass on it.
1: Right. Just, just
0: <laughs>
1: asinine rules. And just like, none of this makes any sense. There used to be a Geico commercial and she's like, this isn't right. This, this is, this is not how it works. And that's how I felt like a lot of times last year, especially on the circuit, like, wait, you want me to put a mask on to come into your building, take my mask off to order my food, put it back on to walk to a table and then I could take it back off to sit down.
0: That was a bit much yeah there, there was um there was always these really weird uh, God bless them for it, I guess that's what I just have to keep because I feel kind of like it was going through TSA for me because I am an idiot, and I guess if we imagine that this stops some shoe bomber from blowing my airplane up when I'm going over Kansas, you know if I don't have to get to know a, a cornfield intimately from from 500 feet in the air or whatever then uh then i like the tsa i like the security the idea even the theater of the security they provide and so i kind of like that somewhat But there were so many foolish 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 things and it it just seemed like it was going to drag i'm I'm, i feel like is it over actually i guess i don't even know i hear there's i try to stay out of the news i i I see people wearing masks still though and my accountant even had one on but i i I guess it's still going on.
1: Well, oh, no. I know people specifically who tested positive at the Oklahoma show this past week for COVID. So
0: Oh fuck, was uh the health department testing there? No. <laughs> no, they weren't protecting like that. Okay. They were just being a bother. How did they test positive? They they went to the they started feeling ill and they got yeah, they- a home kit or
1: them started feeling ill and got home, kid. Uh, so it's still a thing, but I feel like, much like the flu, it's going to be something that we have to learn to live with. Right around. Right. I'm people are worried about this whole monkeypox situation, and that's why they're wearing masks again. Because people I knew who weren't wearing, like, we never really shut down in Georgia, especially because. if. In the county that I live in. Uh, We had a good two and a half weeks of things being closed. And then tattooers, barbers, and nail salons went back to work first.
0: (laughs) First, okay.
1: So that's actually why Danny was coming out here so frequently during quarantine. Because he couldn't tattoo in Los Angeles, but he could tattoo here. And he could tattoo in Tennessee with Wolfie or with my brother.
0: So, okay. Um, So he was was traveling out there and doing guest spots. mm
1: -hmm.
0: Is that when you guys started? You you guys are a couple now. That's when you guys started dating?
1: Well, we we started dating in January before the world shut down. But I don't think we were anticipating it getting as serious as it did. But quarantine definitely aided in that.
0: And what makes the two of you so pompous to imagine that you can tempt fate and uh, be an apprentice and
1: girlfriend
0: at the same time?
1: (laughs) This is, it it was literally his, it was his Mm -hmm. idea to teach me. He said that I have had literally the longest apprenticeship and I've been basically the apprentice slash bitch of the entire tattoo community on the floor of every convention for the last 13 years.
0: Well, if so, I wouldn't say bitch. I haven't seen you have to clean up any or, or make any needles or clean up any blue ink we spilled on.
1: Uh, I can't the needle. I'll have, you know, because my brother made me learn how to do that when he was tattooing.
0: When Danny was- didn't, you already knew before you.
1: Yes. Wow.
0: But okay. Right on. It is a long apprenticeship. then
1: uh, I've worked counter at various, I worked for Eddie's son, Bill Funk. When I lived in Philly, uh, I worked at a tattoo shop in Oklahoma city, you know? So I've done, I I've done all of the jobs that.
0: Including the very important job that you were doing with villain arts, which I don't really know the name of. I just know, there was usually three people that you would tell people that well four, i guess there'd be a lecture too especially with the, these trophies <laughs> there's like there's carl troy <laughs> there's a lecture and there's you you know when people are like hey i need then you're like these people
1: yeah it, it, i used to joke that there are three women that were the hamsters in the wheel running the show for villain arts oh. and it- Electra, me and Jess in the office.
0: Okay. Yes. I recall Jess as well. Uh, I think we only met her once. She was usually at, in the office, right?
1: And she doesn't use that. this year. I've seen her at more shows than I have previous years, but that is probably because I'm not there this year, you know? So, they right. need somebody.
0: so the next stage of your life after mastering this, uh, it will be your second second master's, actually, uh, right? But after right. mastering tattooing, what what do you see next? What what's your plans?
1: Well, Danny and I are expecting a baby. That's how he that's how he made sure I couldn't leave him after the apprenticeship.
0: <laughs> okay, right on. <laughs> I was wondering, man, you guys, you're gonna have all this anchor baby and all, huh? You're gonna have all the um, <laughs> an
1: anchor baby, <laughs> the baggage.
0: Yeah, you have all the baggage for the breakup.
1: <laughs> um, You're
0: tempting fate so hard. Don't are, you guys got each other's names on you?
1: Uh, Danny got my name tattooed <gasps> him three months into dating me, as big as his hand across his chest. Oh my and god! It was, oh, uh, have you not seen it? He's always shirtless. It's literally. I, I guess I didn't look. Oh my god! I'm
0: gonna look now, though.
1: Yeah, it's huge. Um, and it was funny because Danny is a 45-year-old man. He's never been engaged or married. He doesn't have any kids of his own. He's been tattooing for 20 years. He has nobody else's name on him. And then...
0: He doesn't have any kids either.
1: Nope, no kids. This is his Over first. Over 40.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, he, righted, he waited for the right girl, I guess, huh? Yeah. And then okay. he then he did the whole thing. He's got you roped in for sure. Yep. <laughs> at to least actually. he's gonna be able to walk around and be like, yeah, she owes her she owes her starting in the industry can actually
1: can't say that. <laughs> when, we did, when we're in the, te- the tiki room is where we do all of our apprentice stuff at the house, he his his tiki room, he'll yell at me in there, but he's really nice when we're outside of that area. Like it, it doesn't carry over. There's not any animosity that carries over. That's but the I, hard
0: part of the, I mean, I think it, when you really break down the, the fate tempting rule, it's that that you have to have time to be strict. Like a lot of people can't take me apprenticing them, let alone still be married to me. You know, my wife is a, a rare exception. There's, there's some people that are like that. I'm guessing you're one. Uh
1: well, I've seen my brother apprentice people before, and that is maybe the worst thing I've ever witnessed in my life, like, no. the way he treated his apprentices. So, like, I kind of expected to get some of, you know, because he can't go easy on me. I'm, I'm, like, everybody would be like, oh, you're, you know, it would be a thing. So yeah, I expected there to be issues like I expected to fight. I talk back <laughs> that's that's a problem. <laughs> but it
0: doesn't matter when I mean in that he's right or he's wrong. He's right. Right. I mean, in that case,
1: in the, you're uh, doing uh, a
0: line. The, the result is there.
1: Right. It, it, it doesn't matter what I think. What he's telling me to do is what's important in that instant.
0: Danny does traditional work very heavy line based usually those guys are pretty rigid about their kind of um about many different rules to tattooing is that the the style that you feel you're uh most akin to too is is
1: traditional well danny wanted me to learn how to do some fine line stuff you know like the the infinity symbols that everybody's getting he he Mm -hmm. wanted that kind of stuff but he says that i do better with traditional so that is probably where I will I'll oh, It's resi- difficult. I traditional I, yard. I'm covered in it. So I feel like it's what I I know the best.
0: Okay, right. And then are you using one of these are you using an old school traditional coil tattoo machine or are you using a rotary like like me with my little limp wrist now? I can't hold one of those big um, doorbells anymore.
1: Well I do have one of those like pen situations. Um he has a Dan Cuban that he's been having to use, but I have used coil machine too. Um, I actually took a one-on-one seminar with Annette LaRue, learning everything from the energy leaving the wall into the power supply to go to the machine out of all of the parts of a coil machine, which I feel like everybody should probably learn just just for history's sake since it's evolved so much
0: yeah I think I think there's definitely something there, and I think it can teach you even if you started out with rotaries I think there's something to learn once you tattoo with a coil spring that you can translate back to rotaries mm-hmm. I- but <clears throat> Sorry, I might have been cutting you off. No, <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I guess what anybody cares about lines about machines and stuff, but that's always something I'm interested in when somebody's learning because everybody's apprenticeships different. Everybody's a different tattoo artist when they get done, and there's so many different you know uh, things that direct those. You know, and, and that's even why I ask, you know, what your vision is, because I'm I want to be able to chart it and be like, if you see if you end up doing, you know, realism or fucking geometric work and, and laugh at you when you were like, oh, remember, it was going to be all traditional sales, sailors tattoos. <laughs> uh,
1: I think when you're friends with people like Jimmy, Jimmy Calkins, and you, you don't even want to <laughs> attempt geometric dot work.
0: It can be a daunting task, especially watching him master it so well.
1: Right, he—he's a beast, and he's so light-handed. It, it's just insane to get tattooed by him. It doesn't. He's even- tattooed you. He's he him and uh, Rick Megason flip shades. They did my head as a collaboration.
0: Oh, well, that's awesome! Ouch. How? Yeah. But it was easy. You say. Was flip shades well, more painful then?
1: Uh, flip shades dry wipes like he's trying to fight you on your head with all that hair underneath there that's got to hurt uh well i've had a mohawk for like 10 years so i just don't ever wear it up so it wasn't like a bunch of hair but he did the back part and i guess the back of your head sucks worse and i had the bright idea to do both sides of my head in the same day oh yeah
0: that's a good idea so you're pressing down on the fresh tattoo on one side huh
1: yeah it was it was a genius move on my <laughs> <laughs> how'd you sleep it actually wasn't bad once they were done tattooing i felt like my head was it didn't hurt as much at any point healing as it did when uh rick was tattooing
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay that's cool i get to hold that over rick's head then and be like well you're painful i hear here you hurt people man i don't know if i'd ever want to get tattooed by dry wiping first off who the hell even does it like and what is he doing some crystals was he scared of losing his line work come on
1: he did crystals yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) so what's he he's like i can't i can't get out an ink pen and fucking put a straight line on that if i lost this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no excuse you think he was just doing it to hurt you or he's just one of those guys like no, driver.
1: i have i have another tattoo from rick that's a collaboration with him and uh neo trash nick and okay. uh i remember from that tattoo that rick was the more painful of the two
0: it's something uh, i i'm trying to really work on myself because i i ask people to sit for such long sessions so often and if i just i'll start out the gate just like i don't know if you do it but you almost have this habit of like slapping the tattoo a little bit you like you forget it's a human and you're getting that ink off there and but you don't want to like leave the paper towel on there too right you just kind of tap 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 it <laughs> i have to catch myself the right way i'll just be like, slap 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 treat them <laughs> like an piece of beef that you know sylvester Salone's gonna beat up in, in the meat locker um <laughs> moving on long history tattooing career could you share with us if you would some of your funnest stories i've never really got an inside into portland too so i really wanted to hear about the portland meltdown uh from the <laughs> girl oh
1: starla <laughs> oh you, you,
0: she has a name
1: Yeah, that's her name, This Starla. She she blocked all of us on Facebook, but for a while we were able to see her Facebook page. Uh, So that was the first year Troy threw Portland. He's actually Mm -hmm. not throwing Portland this year because Portland last year, he said, was akin to a third world country and he would rather be in Cambodia than Portland. (laughs)
0: oh wow is that because is the policing in the in the the bum county district or whatever that's popping up or what
1: so it is very easy to be homeless in portland like where most places you have to have an address to like receive food stamps or register your car or something like that like you can use the address of a shelter there i guess but also heroin's legal It's it's more like a class war, I would say, than anything, because it's just like average people just saying, fuck the man, I'm not paying rent anymore and popping a tent because they can because there's no laws against it. And
0: uh, and then get developing a drug habit, too, or they're already starting a drug habit or are some of these people down there like upwardly mobile yuppies got a really nice Beamer parked outside of their tent?
1: that that no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> no. we're walking to the convention center Friday morning last year for the show. Uh-huh. And, you know, him and I used to be the first two people there. And uh, we saw an average white dude come out of a tent, take a shit in the middle of the street and go back to his tent. But he <sighs> and just dressed really normal, not like didn't look crazy, looked very well kept. Just- hey.
0: The middle of the street,
1: middle of the street, dropped it, his
0: pants and bent uh-huh. 90 degrees and like yep. squ- elbows on knees kind of a thing.
1: Yep. Squatted down and shit.
0: <laughs> Did he bring toilet paper with him?
1: I don't remember that. That's always remember. a curious
0: for me. When I see people that can drop a deuce on the on the fly like that, it's like it, I just can't, I can't imagine the walk, the crab walk back. this uh yeah, I, I need a bidet. That's what I, I need a bidet. I, I need a couple of minutes after to gather myself. Everything needs to be. I can't just go out in the middle of the street and drop a deuce. Go back to brushing my teeth. <laughs> this guy comes out dressed up for his banker job, though. Go, hit, <laughs> goes and hits the stock market for the exchange that day.
1: Yeah, you know, khakis and a in a like little polo shirt.
0: Went straight to the Starbucks and started using their Wi-Fi for his for his yep. business. Oh wow!
1: For his day trading business, but <laughs> it was it, it was the homeless situation. It's like overtaken the city of Portland because it's just very easy to. They don't even call them homeless; they're houseless in Portland. Um, because
0: homelessness has a stigma, then I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, it's it's not a, a woke. Okay. Um,
0: can we um a question on wokeness can we go too far
1: uh, i think that maybe you could you I, think
0: that's there
1: so it's it was weird to me to hear correct say house you know houseless and not homeless but yeah and, and like i it
0: doesn't make me not think of i don't know i i if it helps that's i'm just gonna sigh shake my head a little bit Not i shake my head in disbelief though i'm just shaking my head to reorganize everything to jar out loose the old and get on with the new that's the way it is they're houseless okay um i seen a, a uh <laughs> It doesn't matter. Hopefully, Candy will cut this out. I don't know why it matters to me right now. Speaking of what uh, the degenerates of her society, I saw the ugliest hooker I've ever seen in my life yesterday.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I live in Flint, so we see some ugly. You only see a pretty hooker when the cops, when the police are doing a sting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, wait a second. She's got all her teeth and shoes. That's a cop. <laughs> Yeah, as we pulled up at the intersection, and I, it was hard to even because she was so ugly. You would think, and, and not presenting herself in any kind of fashion, that you would be like, well, "That's a hooker." That's what you think at first, but then you look at her halter top over this Walmart gut, you know, that's just sticking <laughs> out, just proud as shit. Uh, um, pasty as the day is long. Uh, White jeans, like pulled up over the belly button style, all one piece. And then you're like, well, no, it's just a really bad fashion choice. That's what that is. And then at the traffic light though, then she started to work it. You know, like like claim her corner or whatnot. Like, oh, it was terrible.
1: There's a spot in Memphis. So, Mm -hmm. drive from Atlanta to Oklahoma City, Memphis is kind of the halfway point. So, uh, when I moved from Oklahoma back to Georgia, there is a spot in Memphis where if you go through at the right time of night and you are at this traffic light, it's where the highways change over. Uh There are 30 prosies that swarm on your car. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like like immigrants at Home Depot, you mean?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, it's it's very interesting.
0: (laughs) Wow. Memphis (laughs) is it is it uh, they're not scared of um, prosecution there it's not legal right
1: it's not legal but I'm it's
0: like they can't catch
1: us all right probably a situation like that or maybe it's a situation where police don't really come to that area because it's such a shitty area but
0: one of the problems with a prostitution I think just uh, in general is that it's such a stupid crime to have a criminal like, to make it criminal, it seems It's, again, just a chance To try and control somebody's vagina Because I I don't know, maybe I'm way wrong I'm just trying to now compare what their Numbers of, like, how, how often Do they go after male prostitutes? How often do they go after female prostitutes? Do they care about the male prostitutes as much? Is it a thing that they don't worry about? Um, maybe they're just Interested in controlling women's Vaginas in this day and age Because they have their damn trap music
1: <laughs> that's exactly what it is, Kyle. Uh, I'm, I'm pro legalization of prostitution. Like I always wonder why all these people who are fiscally conservative don't see this as an op like that or opening dispensaries in your state and tax okay. as an opportunity to bring in more revenue to your community. Like at the very end of well, the Vegas day, does, right? Ve- uh, not Vegas, Nevada, like Nevada as a state, but not Vegas as a city specifically. They try to okay. have anti-escort situations in Vegas. Oh, but, I wasn't aware. Uh, um, the guy who owned the Bunny Ranch, um, mm-hmm. I I'm, I was friends with his son for a while, and I interviewed Famous
0: Nevada brothel, right?
1: Yeah, they did like a Showtime show on it or something. But Mm -hmm. uh, I got to interview the madam, I guess, and a few of the girls that worked for him for a a college paper back in the day.
0: (laughs) Oh, that was awesome.
1: It was. I was like, Jared, can I talk to your grandfather, please? (laughs) I got to write a pro legalization of prostitution paper. He seems like the best person to go to.
0: Well, uh, some of the pros. Um, number one, uh, not having sexually transmitted diseases spread so easily in, in the community because these women who would be spreading them, these terrible, terrible. If if I'm just gonna, I'm not saying I'm saying this right. I'm just going from the political standpoint. These terrible women are spreading it, right? That's what our concern has to be. But if they were tested, then, well, that's a lot safer because otherwise you just have even the worst of them. They're almost guaranteed an addiction at that point because of how low in life you have to go to become a sex worker at this point when it's as disregarded or as it is, you know, when, when, it, when we can't imagine that somebody can be respectful and still have a job in the, in the sex industry. Right. But meanwhile, everybody's watching. Well, not everybody, I guess they're not watching porn, but they are. But, um, uh, the I think the con is that you lose your ability to take the moral high ground over issues like abortion and stuff that you are using, anyways, as a divisive wedge tool. You lose that ability. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's just, it, 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 hey, should prostitution be legal? Soccer moms all across the world? No, men everywhere? Hmm, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm wrong if I imagine that men just blanketly want to try and control vagina, because I feel like the majority of men absent of a, of a female's opinion in this would say, no, prostitution should be legal. It's the oldest profession in the world. How right. else are we going to keep the city, the, 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 city, you know, clean, safe. One other thing that happens um, with prostitution that I've noted in my life, I, it, it almost, well, yeah, I've gotten fights over this. Um, it creates a stronghold for criminal element. Meaning if I have nothing but my persuasive ability to talk a girl into turning a trick so that she can get some drugs or I can hook her up with drug, I can work my way from that one transaction on my way up to being a pimp, to being a drug dealer and also Rico statute. Now I'm selling guns because you got to protect your girls. Yes. but natural progression that happens in the absence of a legitimate brothel where who the hell is going to go to a street worker when there's a brothel right there and the girls are tested
1: right it's safe like at the bunny ranch at the time when i interviewed them those girls couldn't go to work with if with a cold like with just like a right stuff. it was testing every week for STDs like the girls were not afraid for their safety it was in a controlled environment
0: were the I, men tested the the johns or the clients were they tested it as well or did they just have to wear condoms
1: they just had to wear condoms
0: okay it seems um, like you could still get different STIs or whatever but i'm not so yeah. i'm not the doctor i could barely make it through covid
1: yeah you <laughs> still get them but I feel like the ones that you're the most worried about, like AIDS, there has to be like an exchange of fluids. It can't just be touched. Like herpes, right. HPV, and... Just, just you're still Yeah. But you can take care of those. I mean, you might not get rid of them, but you can control that. AIDS, you might not be able to.
0: Well, then, what are the chances... There's a large number of these girls Probably do have herpes Am I wrong? I mean One in four Americans of Sexual age has herpes Yeah So that's probably I don't know I I don't mean to cast a dispersion on that Actually I try to Maybe take a stigma away Because I'm imagining now too A lot of these Johns I mean that's where they're getting it I call them Johns Instead of stigmatized I'm not woke enough I gotta wake up
1: I have a friend who has a daughter who is as old as Philomena. And my friend had no idea that she had um, contracted herpes from her daughter's father until she went into labor because herpes out don't don't just stay out, uh, uh, you're not always in an outbreak. And when right.
2: you're
1: severely stressed. I guess is a situation that will cause an outbreak, and she ended up having to have an emergency C-section because she went into labor, and it caused an outbreak, and they wouldn't oh. take the baby.
0: Right, the baby could have got herpes from coming
1: through the, yeah. the yeah. birth canal, oh, well. which is something you don't ever think about, but it's it's a weird fact.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would oh, you wouldn't want to pass that on to the kid from your very first. You know,
1: right?
0: Oh my gosh! Can you imagine going through school with that hanging over your head and just hating your dad for sure? <laughs> Still, probably vic- victim blaming your mom a
1: bit, right? Right.
0: <laughs> and uh, and never being able to confide in anyone. But uh, I would rather see the, a lot of these things destigmatized. So I kind of understand some of the push to say things like "houseless," but yet at the same time you were there and you saw a real problem yes Uh, now Mm -hmm.
1: for Troy to say that he's been to third world countries that he would rather be in I feel like he's a world like. we all know Troy to be a world traveler like I've been to a lot of places but not as many as Troy has been to and he was like yeah I'd rather be in the shittiest parts of Asia than here right now (laughs)
0: Well, now I, it almost makes me... want. I just got done watching this show, Dark Tourism, I think, or Dark Tourist, on, on the Netflix where a guy goes to these, like, death places. But now it... I, I wouldn't do that because there's way too much radiation and, and other stupid stuff that he has to deal with. However, maybe I would go to Portland just to see how crazy it is. Right. <laughs> well... See, just see people poop in the street. I mean, that's not anything that he's not unused to, too, because it is striking. Because, again, this is... A man who lives in Philadelphia.
1: Right, right. The, that's, that's, I guess that is what I feel like personally speaks the most volumes about <laughs> how terrible we all felt about Portland <laughs> was because this man, the warehouse, the Villain Hearts warehouse is a few blocks from Kensington, which is one of the shittiest parts of fucking Philadelphia. Like people, are literally overdosing on the, sh- on the street, zombie walking and zombie right walking. Kensington, right in Kensington, not three blocks from the dolphin street warehouse, the compound. And he was like, well, this dude shitting in the street in Portland, that that's, that's it for me. <laughs>
0: well, there must've been plenty else. Well, right, it to, it's plenty, gotta be but- the attitude really, too, about how this isn't changing. And that's, An accepted norm and you're the problem quit looking at that guy shitting in the street you should look somewhere else (laughs) (laughs) it's his prerogative he paid for the food that he ate (laughs) i can't imagine that
1: would have bagged his shit like they expect people to bag up their dog shit maybe it would have
0: yes you know what the the dirty look you can get from walking a dog without an obvious poop carrier, I usually even keep it in my pocket, but the dirty looks you can get in the park for just going around, you know, and, and this guy poops in the middle of the street. Nobody was like, came up to him with a little baggie and was like, come on, man, do your part. Right. <laughs> keep, keep Portland clean. Um, but also, there was a crazy lady in Portland. Yeah, that right? was that was the
1: so, first that we threw Portland the crazy lady Starla it was a very interesting like progression of events
0: we have some friends that do an act and my understanding is while Danny and Reagan were doing well the old city sideshow was doing their act she was grinding she's got those nipple things on her brassiere right and she grinds them down to light a cigarette or something
1: that was the girl
0: started part, going crazy
1: that nope. was the part that the girl got upset about there was a lady who painted faces that used to travel a lot with the shows. Okay. Um, and she had a little girl and the little girl went and stapled a tip to Danny Borneo. And that's what caused Starla to lose her fucking shit. It was.
0: because <laughs> well, Danny a, gets down in his banana hammock.
1: Yeah. And, it, and
0: he walks around, lets people put dollar bills on him with a staple.
1: Right. It's the trick is, or the the act is called the human tip jar and it's pretty standard for sideshow like it's yeah. a, it's a common act all of us are pretty desensitized to all of that at this and point. he still
0: kept his socks and garters on
1: right <laughs> so but they this woman had traveled with villain arts quite a few times and so her daughter knew danny and knew reggie so okay. it wasn't a big deal for her to go staple. She was trying to be part of the show, you know. Right. But my but this kids, girl
0: sees it with shock. And,
1: yeah. And she wasn't and a tech, she worked for sometimes Troy sells booths to like LASIK vision people or like home repair people because okay. they want right. different demographic. And that particular year we had lot a LASIK vision booth at every show. And they would staff it with temp workers. So it wasn't even anybody that actually worked for the company. Okay. So that, that was Starla. She was in the LASIK, <laughs> LASIK vision booth. That did was you stalk past- Starla a little bit? You huh? seem
0: to know. Did you follow Starla online? You seem to know a bit about her.
1: No, actually, I was one of the first people she blocked because she hit my phone out of my hand. <laughs> she, when she was running out of the building. Um
0: well, I've, I've still messed up the story So first off she sees the girl I'm sorry I should get you back onto it Before we go into it uh, okay. so, so she sees the little girl Staple uh, on Danny's leg His yeah. butt
1: And then it's This is pedophilia This is the the devil's work Like
2: screaming mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> About how It was child pornography And obviously Satan lives here And I was working Stensylvania with Neil, and we were Uh right by the stage, so we could see what was happening. We're like, what the hell is this lady yelling about, right? Right. So she she actually comes at one of Neil's friends really crazy. Uh, One of Neil's friends lives... Well, she
0: starts uh, looking for help or something, so she goes to him?
1: No, uh, he is... Uh, Homosexual And she started calling him Like Fag and like all sorts of slurs Oh Shitty things
0: (laughs) Wait a second so it it escalated that quickly Though from this is the problem Over here with the little girl And the non aroused guy Um, And that's pedophilia
1: Zero zero to a hundred So like
0: And then she just starts picking people out in the crowd And she saw somebody that was homosexual
1: Neil's friend tried to be like hey like you don't know what you're talking about you need to calm down and so she she went after him. there were some I feel like there was somebody from affliction's booth that got pushed by her because she people tried to get in between her and uh old city because she was like walking towards the stage very angrily screaming at them
0: like i feel threatened or what
1: well like <laughs> i feel threatened I, I would tell you that if somebody walked up on me the way she was walking up on the stage i would feel like they were coming to start a fight with me
0: right you wouldn't have uh you wouldn't have chris rocked it you would have recognized what was about to happen
1: i would have. i would have thrown my hands up taken the first point right. that i could have hit her back
0: <laughs> <laughs> right that one was coming we all seen it she was there was intent in her eyes
1: right
0: and so- and, and so the the um the homosexual friend of pickles he, he uh interjects himself to let yes. it to kind of calm the situation
1: yeah she starts going after him she starts going after a few different people in the crowd because
0: um, they are also interjecting, and now she starts lashing. I guess I'm hoping that she starts just lashing out at people oh, in like exactly. righteous vindication and just saying, and
1: "You and you." Yeah, you are all infidels and like all sorts of crazy shit. Wait, she turned no. into a
0: Muslim in, in the same
1: regard. <laughs> I listen. If we they found her on Facebook, I can't even remember who found her on Facebook, but she had lots of posts of her doing similar things like walking through the mall in an american flag bathing suit screaming at people for not for not protecting women or just like some some like <laughs> okay. she had very strong opinions whatever it was she had very mm. strong
0: and but people she, needed to hear her
1: security in portland is not really security. They they won't throw anybody out. They won't remove people. They kind of just ask you to leave nicely okay. and then follow right. because <laughs> it's literally such a woke city that they they won't like.
0: And the, I just picture a scene where other officers seeing the whole thing go on, they approach and there's other officers, there's security officers, and right. the, the the approaching officers are like, "Hey, ma'am," and they're like. Oh no, it's all right. We already asked her to leave. <laughs> right. Oh, That's okay. Right on.
1: It was so. She ended up running out the like back side door that was behind the stage, and she was on Facebook Live, right? Which yeah, I would
0: imagine if she chases people through the mall with a bikini on, telling them not that they're not doing their part for women, she had a phone real quick
1: right so she's on facebook live telling her facebook constituents that she is being chased by this banned <laughs> devil worshiper nobody followed her outside of the building i should not even security like nobody did right. anything um, right
0: well security won't even remove you they probably were as soon as you were gone it was like okay lock the door
1: Right. They they also have fun police, I should tell you, in Portland at the convention. They had somebody who was like alcohol enforcement that if they felt uh. you acting too drunk, they would draw a big X on your hand with a marker so that the bars wouldn't serve you anymore.
0: Oh, they would hit me up sober. They wouldn't even know.
1: Right. They'd be like, this
0: guy right here needs, he can't be, I'm like, dude, I haven't even started drinking. <laughs>
1: So that that and their shirts definitely said like alcohol enforcement or something along those lines. Like no fun police, right? Yeah, I was like, so you guys are the fun police, is what you're trying to say. Um, but so she runs out. She finally gets to her car. She's on her Facebook Live, which everybody in in the convention is watching at this point because
0: somebody's found it and started sharing an airdrop style or something.
1: Right, right, something along those lines. And she's on there saying. Where's the military? Where are our strong men to protect these children from this pedophilia and this <laughs> Satan worshiping? So, Troy had stickers made of like they took a still shot of her live, yes, where her face looked like the absolute worst. It is and, the
0: only picture I've ever seen of her,
1: yeah. And it says, Where's the military on the sticker? But you would have to know that that's what she was screaming for you to get the joke, but it was. Where's the military and all this? We're like, but she actually became a big problem. She called every venue, called and emailed every venue that they had okay. shows for the rest of the year, to try to get them to make the show 18 and up. And then this last year where he threw it, it wasn't the same place that he threw it the, the first time
0: because they they uh, didn't want to deal with the problems that she presented. They to
1: it, I think they wanted to make it 18 and up.
0: Right on. She had her way. So that's that's some of the problem. You can't just always give in to every demand. Next thing you know, you got stupid people running your show. Then you got the fun police showing up and telling you when you get cut off. That's the bartender's job. That's why I tip him. So he doesn't do it.
1: (laughs) That's like, I feel like when I was younger. Tattooer, you didn't argue with a tattooer like. They said, no, that was the answer. They told you the price. That was the answer. They'd kick you out of the fucking shop. They were all bikers, you know, like it was. You, yeah. you didn't- <laughs> Everybody thinks that the customer is always right. And it's not the case in this situation. And with Yelp and shit like that, like people will go after you real quick and completely destroy your business because you told them no, you know?
0: <laughs> yes, I do. I, I suffered a, I don't know if it was suffer I probably shouldn't breathe anything into it. Maybe it's long ago that it would never, and candy can always edit it out. Actually, I've got that awesome, ominous power. But one time there was this little brat at the, at the pool and I let several people use my goggles and then he stole them from one of the kids. And then I, and the kid came to me crying and I was like, oh, well, yeah, we can ask him to give them like, hey, man, I, I didn't have enough for everybody. And that kid had him first. So and the kid went underwater. And like just refused to pay attention to me. And so I was like, well, they're mine. So I'm just going to get them back. You know, yeah. and I went out there to go get them. And then uh, I'm all over on Facebook about this terrible person. I ripped the goggles off him when he was under the water. Terrible.
1: That shit pisses me off because I had a situation with my girls. We were at the trampoline park. It was like two years ago, maybe three years ago. And it was toddler hours. So nobody over five was supposed to be jumping. And we were there with my neighbor who has two kids the same age as my kids. And there is this boy who's maybe 13 or 14 and he's running across all the trampolines and he's knocking over kids
2: Yeah. And
1: several other parents have said hey watch what you're doing right well he ends up knocking over my neighbor's son and causing his nose to bleed mm-hmm. so I was like where's your fucking mom
0: with <laughs> the expletive too or not
1: yeah with the expletive I don't I don't not curse in front of children I <laughs>
0: See, that was my problem. I probably left that out of the story. I said, "Hey, kid, I'm just going to get those fucking goggles," and then I was—I swore at the kid, hurt his, hurt
1: his feelings. Yeah, he's done the
0: same. I feel better. Uh,
1: I, I, the way I feel about cursing in front of children is if I tell my kids that these are bad words and they can't use it, then they're going to go out of their way to use them in situations that might get me in trouble. So if it just seems like a normal word. you know right yeah uh, so i'm like where's your fucking mother and he wouldn't show me so i'm like well, who's who's fucking kid is this you
0: know <laughs> right yes louder now
1: <laughs> yeah so the mom's like oh i don't understand why you have to use this word i'm like there have been six people talk to your son since i've been here right and right. you were and one bloody nose and he knocked my neighbor's son over and my neighbor's son has a bloody nose Oh, it's not really a big deal. Well, it is absolutely a big deal. And maybe if you weren't on your phone or talking to whomever and actually paying attention to your fucking kid, this wouldn't be a problem that's been going on for the last hour. And can we just
0: agree that not to tell somebody who's listing grievances with you that something is not a big deal unless you're like the CEO of a company and he's your underling, you know what I mean? And you're making choices like that is never the proper response, right? No. Like like oh your grievance it's not a big you're little bit oh thank you for letting me know I th- it felt so big a second ago right? She so belittled me like, I, anyways,
1: first, as tall as I was and the little boy is like crimson size so it it was definitely an issue <laughs> and she just was very like nonchalant about it and I was like well here's the deal ladies since obviously your kid and you don't seem to understand that. Your actions can get you an ass whooping. I could drag you outside in front of your kid and whoop your ass in front of him so he knows in the future. She was like, uh, well, I'm going to tell the manager and the manager told her that I come there all the time because my kids have a membership there and that there's never, the- been, a prob- never been a problem with me before. So maybe she does need to watch her child. And so she left. and
0: <laughs> And hit him up on Yelp.
1: But I No way for them to find me.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, yeah. And she knows where you go every week. You're there all the time. Got a membership. Yep. Getting doxxed. Yeah. I I don't think that's, I, I don't like to do that anymore ever, actually. Maybe it's because I'm getting older and weaker and I'm, I don't trust my reflexes as much or maybe I'm just getting wiser but i wonder too if there isn't just the difference of uh, the sexuality like me coming up to some dude and saying that certainly i wouldn't obviously challenge a girl you know hey i'll beat your ass for what your kids doing but if i was to come up to somebody's father uh i feel like it's like a guaranteed it has to happen cuz i'm already calling him out on his bullshit right i'm already calling right. him out on his on his whole card but a girl she gets to walk that back a bit. yeah i don't know i don't know i just uh I'm just interested in how that sent her day into a spiral or not, but it's,
1: just weird. it's one of those things. I feel like every, people who are younger than us who grew up with social media their whole life, like they expect instant gratification and everybody thinks that they're special and that they don't get to be told no. And it's not how I, I mean, it's not how I was raised at all, but it's, not how I w- want my kids to be raised. Like you're special, definitely, but you have to work at the things you're good at. And people are allowed to have a difference of opinion to tell you no. You know, those are op- Those are definitely things that are allowed without you firing back at them like they did something wrong.
2: Okay. It's
1: like telling Jack- a whiting tattoo is a bad idea, right? Not that you yes. trying to put it on your dreams, but because historically it's used best to highlight things it's not used best to be the entire tattoo it'll fade to like a raw chicken fat yellow because you have to look at it through the layers of your skin it doesn't look like it does in those pinterest things but people get real real fucking angry with you when you tell them no to that
0: (laughs) yeah uh Because they have it right there. Right. They have have they're like, no, look it. See, it's like this forever. It never changed on this person. Next year, I will Google the same image and there it will be. Right. Fresh as the day it was taken. Right. (laughs) Uh, I've I've done them. I I I, I go through a bit of a a song and dance anytime somebody's doing something stupid where I just want to let them know that it's their choice. Right. Like they're in control of that. And, and back away from it. Like, if Danny was to ask me, which he would be far stupider to tempt fate and have me try and do his lettering. But if he was to ask me to do the lettering of your name on his chest, I would have an obligation, I would feel, to say, uh, here's the thing. Right. It's bad luck. Just saying. Uh, but after that, once I explain it, I'm done. Like, I'll put it on you happily.
1: The shops that I worked at we had um, release forms for things like that, where it was like, I was, they explained to me that this whiting tattoo will not stand the test of okay. time and yeah. that they do not offer free touch ups for these specific tattoos and that I'm assuming I'll risk kind of a thing.
0: Was there a free touch up thing at the shop you were working at?
1: for like sleeves and stuff like that they would do a free touch-up um not for hands but for or feet but everywhere else they would do free touch-ups except for on things like a whiting tattoo
0: i had a friend tell me and i think i like it and i've started to try to use it it's it's hard not to uh go back to your old habits but to call it a follow-up session because touch-ups and this is the funny thing that, like, houseless and homeless, right? But yeah. uh, because touch ups, everybody, it, it seems like you're fixing or correcting something as opposed to a planned, especially in a sleeve. I plan to homogenize, if you will, all this together. You know, there's going to be values because the different days we did it and the way skin heals or the way you laid on it one night, whatever, that we just want to go back and look at, it, you know, we call that a uh, follow up session. And people don't have such a problem with it. Call it a touch up and they feel like you're lowering yeah. your work, you know?
1: Yeah, no, that actually does make sense. It's it's, Oh, especially in things like marketing, like villain arts changed it from convention to festival. It's like
0: that's the wording. Now, does that help hit on different searches or something?
1: Uh, I believe so. I- believe um that troy spoke with a market researcher and they said that branding as festival was a better convention makes people think work and festival makes people think fun time
0: this is true yeah because when um when you talk to the lay person about a tattoo convention they they get a little sparkle in their eye and you can see it turning in their head sometimes and they're like wait a second so what you go and you pay at the door and then all the tattoos are free right <laughs> you're like no you pay at the door and then you pay at the tattoo I'm Like, well, why would i do that that doesn't make sense
1: 20 dollars doesn't cover the cost of a sterile setup
0: <laughs> well they start to figure it out i think if you call it festival i followed the logic here <laughs> right. If I say festival, they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I got it. to get getting the fucking party. It's a festival. There. You know, yep. they probably got balloons and clowns.
1: You gotta <laughs> show up. Well, we got the jug. They do have the juggler.
0: We got a couple of juggalos.
1: <laughs> there are a couple. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> whoop. That's where I thought you were going with it.
0: Uh, no. Juggalo. Didn't you get to hang out with Bob Cat K- Oh no! Yep. You saw him do a do a bit about juggling. So you did get to hang with him.
1: Uh, my uh, Danny's boss here, the guy who did my back and both my sleeves, he tattoos Bobcat, and we all went to see him. And he oh, how awesome! He, yeah, it was it was really cool. But he does he does a thing about tattooing at the gathering of the juggalos, and how to be through like a can of Fago or something, and knocked out his driver. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who was uh, like an esteemed member of some sorts? Am I wrong?
1: Yeah, it was it was somebody who was important, and they're <laughs> they like, it,
0: "Fuck this guy! I don't care if he's got a fucking go kart, right?" canafego It
1: was uh, I I don't think it was in an aggressive manner. I, I feel
0: oh.
1: like people are known to be throwing soda. <laughs> <All
0: right>. Well, <laughs> usually you open it up and you and you you squeeze it a little bit. Uh, there's a there's a whole process you haven't seen it i guess have you you been to a juggalo fest
1: festival before i I have not been to the gathering of the juggalos no uh (laughs) it is my bucket list because i feel like it would be excellent people watching and if you've ever seen that show workaholics their version of going to the gathering of the juggalos was hilarious and i was i would very no
0: i've never seen it Oh, oh i i'll have to look that up
1: it's a funny
0: show. <laughs> have you seen the Juggalo dating commercial they had?
1: No. That's good.
0: That's a good. I'll have. But to- <laughs> all these things that, that appear to you once you um, once you're down with the clown, I guess. I just met Jamie Madrox, who was down with the clown. But I guess Jamie Madrox, Blaze You Dead Homie, and Monoxide Child uh, all had a falling out of sorts. And I guess there was a fist fight involved.
2: So.
0: Yep. and uh right luckily i didn't mention anything because i haven't paid attention in a long time i you know I don't, I don't know if i even hate to say it it's just like i got a tattoo when it really meant something to me and it still does and i love that time in my life and when i listen to some of those songs i remember the lyrics immediately however anything new i'm not familiar with right but i go and i meet jamie madrox and i i luckily didn't mention anything about you know icp days and have him thinking that i'm like a fan of uh you know and now i gotta hate him or something. I don't, yeah. I don't know how all that 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 merry-go-round of hate works but i know sometimes it gets uncomfortable
1: there's a rap song i like called blueberry fago and the first time i saw that that's what it was called i was like I wonder where this kid's from and if he's a jungle. but i th- think he's talking about a strain of weed.
0: Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Is it a trap song?
1: Uh, I wouldn't consider it a trap song, no.
0: okay. Right on. I mean not that <laughs> actually I might listen to it more with it not be I, I can't say that I don't like trap music, I guess. Um but I'm pretty I'm pretty full up on Stevie Wonder right now and James Brown, so I'm okay going back to
1: doing when, shit when you and candy come to atlanta next time we could go to the trap music museum there's a whole museum here
0: there's a museum a museum is it been out long enough to have i mean it's not even 20 years right
1: uh it starts with ti is kind of the the. okay first- and he's
0: an atlanta guy yeah,
1: yeah yeah it's it's really all atlanta rappers for the most part in the museum but, like, uh, yeah, I I guess you could say maybe, like, T.I. was the original trap music.
0: Right on. I always th- I, I thought it was rap, I guess. But I've never, I even remember when rap became hip-hop, and then I thought the one that would be considered rap, I thought that that was, I was wrong. <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> no, that's. It's like, I don't even know anymore. I'm going to go back to listen to old shit. Because yeah. at least they everybody knows the genres. Nobody's pushing the envelope there anymore. You know, it was pushed a long time ago. Now the envelopes finally arrived at my late, late doorstep. No email. And I'm like, I like it. I, I like this new guy. What do you call him? Stevie Wonder, huh? <laughs> like Bill Withers. Uh, well, I really appreciate you talking to me. I think I'm going to I didn't hear your HVAC guy interrupt us so uh-huh. i imagine we're under amount of time um and i meant to immediately my first thing i was like hey i should probably get her to plug her expensive taste instagram <laughs> as uh, but i didn't even think to do what what is your, the name of your instagram account where people could follow you at?
1: um it's <sighs> expensive underscore taste underscore atl
0: And there, are we going to be able to follow your progress as a tattoo artist as well?
1: I have a tattoo page also. It is Amanda Cupcake (laughs) Tattoo.
0: Amanda, I've never heard of you as Amanda Cupcake.
1: When they first started putting me in tattoo magazines, that's what they called me because of the cupcakes on my feet. For whatever reason, that was the tattoo that the magazines like to shoot the most.
0: (laughs) Okay. I don't, you know... um,
1: I don't know that it doesn't fit, though.
0: Amanda <laughs> Cupcake. I, I feel like you got a much harder exterior, though, because one thing I know about Amanda is she she will fuck you
1: up. But like, it takes a lot to get me there.
0: Yeah, yeah. But there's... Yes, absolutely. Actually, I've never seen that. I don't know that, I guess. Maybe it's all just a front. <laughs> <laughs> what I know about Amanda is she puts up a real good front. She will fuck you up. <laughs> But I think I've stayed too long. I've said too much. Are there any other stories that uh, you have burning on your mind that you think our viewers and listeners might like to hear of the road?
1: Uh, No, but I'll think of some so we can do a part two.
0: Look forward to it and we'll check back with your progress (laughs) as far as tattoo artists at that point, too, and figure out, you know, if you've gone like full piercer arm or if you've given up and decided to become a politician. <laughs> I'm trying to think with your with your course uh through your careers, they've all been pretty tattoo like after one. But that was a dramatic split from from counseling to this. So at any point you might become an airline pilot.
1: That <laughs> <laughs> could be anything, right? That's why I tell my girls.
0: <laughs> yes. And and if if you then if not you, then them at least, because they'll have the time to put into it. But right. thanks for being a part of this, Amanda. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks Kyle give Candy my love and tell David I said hi.
0: We will. Uh they're actually right here well David he's never paying attention what we're doing. But Candy's waving at the screen now.
1: All right.
0: Well we'll see you again soon. Will All we right. see you in uh,
1: Charlotte actually? No, we're doing Spooky Empire in Orlando. Okay.
0: I know yeah. that 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 kid out there. Good good uh, group.
1: Yeah, there's not many tattooers that those show.
0: Oh, it's a fun time though. And a lot of, yeah. lot of cool uh, people to meet and all, too.
1: Yeah, we're bringing the girls.
0: Are you, are you going to let them fangirl out on some of the stars?
1: Yeah, it's Crimson. it's actually Crimson's birthday tomorrow. She's five, and she's really into all spooky and scary sh- stuff. So she's actually like, we're going to go to the horror convention for my birthday. Like, she doesn't realize Danny's working it.
0: <laughs> oh, wow, that's awesome. That puts a big smile on my face. Well, wish her a happy birthday for us, too. I Until will. We say hi as well.
1: I will. Y'all Take care. Bye bye.